This is Paul Hansen. Welcome back. This is Boss Tone Radio Edition 7, and this is the second segment. And we've got one of the world's greatest guitar players, Paul Gilbert, on the phone. And uh, let's pick up where we left off. We were just listening to one of his songs from his new solo album called Get Out of My Yard. And this is from the guitar solo from You Kids. So that's like kind of a blast off at the end solo. Man, that's <laughs> rocking. That tempo. Uh, maybe 180? I don't remember what it is, but at that tempo, you know, I tried to figure out how, you know, what, what kind of rhythm mm-hmm. I needed to do for the solo. And, and I, I don't have a lot of 16th notes at that speed. That's a little, actually a little faster than I would like. <laughs> uh-huh. but, uh, but that's what the song was. So I had, so I had to uh, invent some extra 16th note phrases. And that one at the end, actually, the, that, the one at the end is the easiest one, uh-huh. which is, which is usually the case with fast guitar playing. If something is easy, <laughs> then you can actually speed it up. Right. <laughs> There's a book that you, Nick Nolan, and I p- each played a whole bunch of solos on. It's called The Ultimate Play Along. My first thought was like, you know, it's going to be called, you're not ever going to be able to play this. Yeah, true. But uh, this first tune, I remember, I think it's called Rifle Shot, and you're playing like string skipping stuff at like 212, 16th notes. Well, whenever, whenever people say, like, you know, can you play 16th notes at this tempo or 16th mm-hmm. triplets at this tempo, to me that's kind of meaningless because depending on what the, what the, right. what the sequence <laughs> of the notes are, right. it can make a huge difference in not only if they're easy or difficult to play, but also the, the listener's perception of them. Ah, um, yeah. For example, if you just play a single note, you have to play that single note a lot faster to get it to sound fast than you would if you were playing, you know, some kind of, like, triad lick. Right. As the notes get farther apart from each other, they, they sound faster. They give the impression of, of being faster. I've done a lot of uh, classical pieces. You know, for uh-huh. example, on the new album, I actually did uh, an all-guitar version of a Haydn symphony. Wow. And it's not all that fast, but because it's pretty relentless and because the, the melodies are cool, it comes off sounding fairly ripping. Uh-huh. But if you just did, a, like, a, your, a regular sort of bonehead picking exercise at that same tempo, you'd be thinking, oh, I'm not there, you know, I've got to speed this way up. Mm-hmm. So to, to me, the, the composition and, and choice right. of the notes uh-huh. is much more significant than the actual right. speed rating. I have a, a tune here from your MySpace called GVRO. Oh, yeah, that's, that stands for uh, Goldberg Variation, the GV uh-huh. does, which is a famous set of Bach piano compositions. So these are and Bach... The RO mm-hmm. stands for Ripoff. Oh. <laughs> and... and Ever since my first Racer X album, I've done these rip-offs. On that album, there's a song called Y-R-O, which stands for Ingve Rip-Off. <laughs> and uh, Here, through the look. years, I've, yeah. I've, I've tried to uh, expand on my ripping-off, and so this is the, uh, you know, one of my more recent rip-offs, the oh, Bird Variation secret, Rip-Off, B-R-O. Yeah, the secret of being a good player is borrowing here or there. Play, I'll play a little bit of this here since okay, you're talking cool. about Okay. <laughs> Thank you. 
really pretty. So it's a duet, two parts. Well, it's originally a piano piece. Ah, so left and right hands. Right. So I, I, I figured out the left hand part and the right hand part, and then overdubbed them together to a to a click track, so I could sync it, sync up. Is that electric guitar? It's actually an acoustic. Ah. Which makes it mm-hmm. <laughs> makes it pretty tough to play because acoustic you have to hit. I mean, you don't have the benefit of being able to ah. know, punch on your boss distortion pedal. Right. So. Um, you know, if you want to get a certain tone, you just have to hit it hard. And, <laughs> I know. Uh, you know, the sort of attack that I'm using on a, pe- on a piece like that is, is a lot stronger than I would be doing if I was playing a, a distorted electric guitar. Oh, it's hard work for me playing yeah. acoustic. And also, the, with distortion, you know, if you do a hammer-on or pull-off, the hammer-on and pulled-off notes tend to be very similar volume, if not the same, as a pick note. Mm-hmm. It's more a matter of just the texture. Right. But with an acoustic instrument, if you start hammering and pull up, pulling off, you you lose a lot of the the output acoustically. Right. So um, you know, on that <laughs> stuff, it's ninety nine percent picked because uh-huh. uh, you know I, I want the notes to be audible. If you start doing too many hammers and pull offs, it just disappears. Hey, by the way, since we're talking about technique, when you practice a lot, you'd use a metronome or drum machine. Did you use four track? recorders back in the old days? Well, in the old days, I, I never even knew about four tracks. That was uh-huh. an amazing discovery. Initially, maybe the most important, well, there's many important phases of, of my playing, but maybe the, the most important was the first year that I played guitar, which was excruciating because I was horrible. And I had no idea how to play the guitar. I was teaching uh-huh. myself. And I, I developed all these horrible, wrong techniques that were sort of leading to nowhere. But I had, by the force of sheer will and desire to <laughs> be a guitarist and, uh-huh. and play the instrument, I managed to play for an hour a day. And uh-huh. you know the, the amazing fusion guitarist, uh, Scott Henderson? Of course, yeah. I was talking to him uh, about a month ago, and he said something that really clarified a thought in my head, mm-hmm. which was that the guitar is like playing six instruments simultaneously. Because hmm. there's six strings, and each one is tuned differently. Each one has a different kind of texture and sound. Each one mm-hmm. bars a slightly different technique. And, um, and wow. I thought, you know, the first year that I played guitar, I learned one of those instruments. The high I E? I only played the low E. <laughs> you did. And I didn't even know how to tune the other ones. Mm-hmm. And so I just, my solution to that was, well, I just, I just won't play the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> so I got really good at playing one string. And it was, you know, it was sort of, um, like I said, it was sort of excruciating because uh-huh. it didn't allow me the joy of playing chords or the joy of, of really playing much, much of the music that I really uh-huh. wanted to play. But it really gave me a, a confidence and a good tone uh-huh. at a very mm-hmm. early point. Mm-hmm. And when I began to learn the other strings and when I actually learned how to tune and learned how to play chords, things went at a really accelerated rate because I had developed an <laughs> ear and a, and a good feel for that uh-huh. one string. So let's listen to another song from Get Out of My Yard, this one you're playing all six strings. This is the intro from Hurry Up. Oh, cool. Here goes. <laughs> Thank you. 
That's a pretty steady stream of eighth notes. <laughs> that's, that's my problem, is that once I get started, I can't stop. <laughs> that's like kind of a Mixolydian major, real major sounding kind of vibe. I like there. major. Major, yeah. major keys were a huge, I mean, as simple uh-huh. as they are, a huge discovery for uh-huh. me in writing. Having spent so much time in the world of heavy metal and Iron Maiden type chord progressions, um, <laughs> uh, to to start analyzing like the Beatles songs and uh, oh yeah Beach Boys stuff and, and stuff that was really much more majory oh yeah opened up a whole other world yeah and modal interchange playing in A major and then all all of a sudden going to A minor oh yeah, yeah I love that kind of or stuff Lydian Lydian's a good one oh yeah so what kind of gear were you using on that tune you mentioned you use a couple boss pedals on this record well the, <laughs> the main one I used is the tuner which I can't live without it, the TU2 yeah the one you step on and yeah. then you can see you know on stage <laughs> if you're in tune or not do you use the stream meter where the lights spin or do you use the where the lights center when you play oh, definitely where the lights center this, this, yeah. if, if it hits stream I'm, I'm a goner <laughs> start spinning yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that, that one I can't live without that's the first pedal on any pedal board I build that is great um, the other one that I used a whole lot was the um, DD3 Oh yeah, the actually, digital. I don't know if you heard it, but there's a song in the record called the Echo Song, which um, uh-huh. uses the DD3, you know, pretty much uh-huh. the whole time. It's where I set the delay at like about a, a dotted eight. Oh yeah, like the Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, like the cathedral, cathedral thing, thing. Or, uh-huh. or like what Pat Travers and Pat Thrall used to do. Yeah, I composed like a five and a half minute. Whoa! You know, heavy metal guitar etude using the uh-huh. using the the Boss DD3. So here's an excerpt from the Echo Song. <laughs> I guess this is a good time for a plug. People can order your album, Get Out of My Yard, at shrapnelrecords.com. And, I have no uh, idea. That's good. Is there... I, I usually recommend Amazon, but I know that's on Shrapnel, so okay. that would make more sense. And it's just packed with killer guitar music and a really interesting booklet that you got to buy the CD to check out. The other thing that I, I did, actually, the, the very first thing you hear at the beginning of the album, first track, uh-huh. side A, is something I did with the Boss DD3 as well. I've discovered something unique about that pedal that when you bypass it, yep. it only bypasses... Oh, I'm trying to describe this. Basically, here's what happens. If you have the pedal off, yep. bypassed, and you're playing something, mm-hmm. and, and then you stop, and then you hit the pedal, normally you'd, you'd expect nothing to happen because you've stopped. Right. But the pedal actually remembers what you just played. So if you go and then hit the pedal really quick, uh-huh. it'll if you as long as you have like the feedback up and, and the uh-huh. delay time pretty short. I mean, I'm sorry, the the the, the opposite, the, the delay time as long as possible. It'll spit out whatever you just played over and over again. Oh, I got to try that. And I love that because I've I've used that for a bunch of solos, especially unaccompanied ones, because I can play like my most raging lick. Uh huh. You know, you play your most fiery, terrifying lick. Right. You. You stop immediately after it and immediately kick on the DD3, uh-huh. and it'll it'll spit the lick back out at you. And if you crank the feedback up, it'll do it over and over again. Oh, cool! And so if you play like you know, and then you hit it right there, 
then the pedal will spit out, you know, that lick over and over again. And then it gives you time to, like, reset and get ready for your next most terrifying lick. Oh, cool. And then, you, you know, bypass, you hit the pedal, bypass it, play that, hit it again, and it's, it's just like, you know, it's just wow. like a machine gun of whatever you feed into it. <laughs> so that's how you did the intro lick with the DD3? I did, you know, the, the scariest minor triad lick I could possibly summon out of my fingers. As soon as I did it, I hit on the DD3, which loops it, and then I hit the um, like the rate knob all the way up, so the thing's just going incredibly fast, and slowed it down slowly to like the normal speed that I actually played it, which is still pretty fast. Yeah, and and then when I mixed it, I, I faded it in from like the you know the the most high velocity spot, so it just sounds like you're you know descending from the universe and into this insane lick, and. Uh, that's one of the coolest things I've been able to conjure out of the DD3. Oh, cool. Here's that DD3 lick from right at the beginning of Get Out of My Yard. We're going to take a break, but stay tuned for segment three from the seventh edition of Boston Radio. When we come back, Paul's going to explain more about how he did this absolutely insane unaccompanied guitar solo um, called Get Out of My Yard. So stay tuned to Boston Radio. Boston Radio. 